Uh, good morning. We just are so happy to be here again in our home, and today is going to be a very exciting day, a special day, as we start a new season called Frequency. It's about hearing God's voice, and I think this is a, a season when we really, really need to hear God's voice. It's so important for us to uh, tune the world out and tune Him in in this particular season. I, I have with me today a transistor radio, and I don't know if any of y'all know what that is, but it's an old radio, and you have to turn the dial get the frequency or find the channel and and it's so hard to, to tune into so, in this world that's the same way with us we have to continue to always be dialing in to what the, the Lord's saying and there's a lots of frequencies there's a lots of noise out there that can just be distracting to us and this is and in life, this is what we can hear. We can just hear the buzz of life sound. So I think it's important for us to take a moment and pause. So I'm gonna do that right here at the beginning of this, of this uh, series that we're gonna do. We're just gonna pause for a minute and we're gonna ask the Lord to speak to our heart through this next four or five weeks or however long this goes that we feel God leads us, but for sure the next four or five weeks. And, and let's just tune in to what the voice of the Lord is saying. Father, we love you today. Thank you, Lord, for these mighty women and men of God that are here with me today. And we just ask you, Lord, to, to speak to us. Let the Spirit of God speak to our hearts as we tune into what you're saying. In this chaotic time, in this chaos season of life, God, we want to be more in tune with you than we've ever been in tune with you before. So we ask you, Lord, to speak to us over the next few weeks, God, and let our hearts, oh God, become in tune with the Spirit of the Lord. Let us discern what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We thank you, Lord, for these moments in Jesus' name. I want to open up today and say thank you all for coming. It's good to have Rachel and Ricky and Michelle with me today. And, and this is going to be a great, great opportunity for us to learn from the Word of the Lord. Let me read to you from a passage of scripture in Proverbs. And it says this, Proverbs uh, 2, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. So, train your heart to listen when I speak. Let me just back up. Let me just back up to verse one. My child, you will treasure my wisdom. Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within, hide it within will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment, then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that we not just hear the voice of God, but we have a responsibility to train our children how to tune in to the spirit. Yes, cry out for comprehension or cry out for wisdom and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man that would seek sterling silver, searching it in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes the fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has hidden, hidden a storehouse of wisdom made accessible for his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard and as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper and fair to be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. We've talked about this so many times that God has a destiny for our lives. 
It's so important that we tune into the work of the Holy Spirit so that we walk into the, in his destiny. So our first, uh, first thing that we're going to talk about today is did God say that or was that me? <laughs> Have you ever had a moment you questioned that? Did God say that or was it me? Yes. What about you, Rachel? Yes. I mean, just like right off the bat when you said that, I thought of a very practical thing that happened to me. I was teaching my kids at school, you know, at home, and, and I kept feeling this nudge to go check my bank account. And I was like, I am too busy to go check my bank account. I am so busy doing this and this. And I, I felt, kept feeling that nudge for about an hour and a half. Well, somebody was hitting our checking account every about every 25 oh, wow. minutes. Oh, wow. And the bank didn't catch it until I called them. And so Holy Spirit is so, he's so practical. He wants to help us in our day to day. Um, yeah. Yeah, to, to be able to discern and to hear. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Rick? Can you think of what it means to you? Did God say that or is that me? I mean, it goes a lot of ways. Um, I've learned to follow the peace in here mm -hmm. a lot of times. And, and so when I'm, I'm wrestling with, is that God, is that me? A lot of times it's it's allowing that peace. I'll find like the stuff of the world, the stuff that's not of God more resides here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the heaviness here, but God gives you that peace a lot of times when mm -hmm. when it's Him, when it's His Word. So I, I feel like it's following that peace and the, the gut I follow. Yeah. That's so good. Because yeah. so often we'll follow fear or we'll follow right. chaos. The wrong voice. Right, and, <laughs> and that's when you know, like that is absolutely the wrong voice that's speaking right now. Yeah. So you're basically, it's it's the discernment of not knowing is that God speaking to me, as well as knowing that is another voice. Mm -hmm. it, it's just as powerful to know there's other voices out there mm -hmm. and that those voices are speaking to me and I need to I need to turn those voices off as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it goes back to that dialing in and tuning in to what the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is saying. Mm -hmm. So I think I think being able to discern the voice of God as well as as knowing that there are other voices that are speaking. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about voices that are necessarily bad. Sometimes it's not it's not about the voices that are bad. It's just about the chaos that's around you that's maybe even good, you know? As this week as I was praying, I felt like the Lord just kept saying to me, Pause, pause. And I'd say, you know, I said to the Lord, I don't have time to pause. You know, you ever felt that? You know, when the Lord's saying pause. But so the Lord's been fi uh, been working on that situation. He's just been waking me up at two in the morning to pause. So um, he knows how to pause. Us. Yeah, he knows how to put us on pause. And matter of fact, Angela's wants me to probably find another place to sleep because I'm keeping her up all night. Because I've been, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. And so I think it's so important that we, that we learn both the voice of the Lord and then know, okay, I got to check that. That right there is not the voice of God. Right. That's not what's, what I need to hear right now. That's static. That's static. Like, that's that's static. And that's that right. just white noise that's, that's, you know, that's there. And so I think sometimes that I'm, I'm going to read another passage of Scripture from Isaiah. It says, it says this, even though the Lord may allow you to go through a season of hardship and difficulty, he himself will be there with you. He will not hide himself from you. Yes. You know, I've heard people say things that I just said, that's not God. God God's not hiding himself from his people. Mm -hmm. 
He will not hide himself from you. Now, we, the scripture we read just a while ago said the Lord has hidden treasures. But he wants to reveal those hidden treasures to us. He's not hiding himself from us, but he's saying, tune in to my voice. Mm -hmm. I will not hide myself from you, for you will constantly see him as your teacher. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, this is, this is from Isaiah. Mm -hmm. He's saying you will constantly see him as teacher. Then we go to the book of Acts and we talk about the Holy Spirit coming to be our teacher. Mm -hmm. And so when you turn to the turn right or to turn left and when you hear his voice behind you to guide you say this is the right path follow it mm -hmm. that's so good that's it reminds so me of a radio station though because you turn into left you turn into the right and you're mm -hmm. trying to get to the right spot yeah where you could hear it clearly and this is and the, when you hear it clearly it's following that, that that's channel. that's correct staying on the right channel mm -hmm. tuning in tuning mm -hmm. into the right so let's just talk for a minute about systematic or systematic christianity and how how powerful it is to have disciplines in your life. Let's talk about that for a minute because I know every believer that I know, and I was just reading this morning from a book from my, my spiritual father, T.F. Tenney, and I traveled with him, I was spent time with him, uh, and I watched the discipline of his life. He had, you know, you, he had discipline in his life, discipline in, in just about every area of his life that I could think of, he was a disciplined man. And those things are so powerful uh, to have discipline in your life. So let's just talk about some disciplines we need in our lives so that we can tune into the voice of God. What is what are some disciplines that y'all want to share? We're just having that set aside time. You know that you're given time and space for God to talk to you. And plus putting the standard, the scripture, the word of God, so that he can point you to that when a thought comes to mm -hmm. you and you can say, does that align with what you're saying? Or is that a work of my flesh? And am I, does this thought prompt anger in me? Does it prompt bitterness in me? Then I think, oh, well, I need some heart work to do here. You know, do I need to ask for forgiveness for something? Do I need to forgive someone else? And so the, the word of God, this, the, the discipline of reading the word and having that space and time to with him um, sets me up for success the rest of the day mm -hmm. um, to hear his voice. So you're saying in the morning, that time in the morning? For me, it's the morning. And it, I even am starting to realize that it's before I go to bed also mm -hmm. yeah. to set my mind on him so that he can talk through to me and give me solutions for the days coming through the night mm -hmm. and then very early in the morning. Yes. That's so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Ricky? I'm, the morning, I find that. I find the discipline, I, I say the discipline is in the morning, but the relationship is all day. Yeah, so, that's good. Um, and there's times in the morning where I just keep showing up because there's times in the morning where I'll read the word and I'll just be honest, there's times it's like, I'm just reading the word, I just showed up. But then there's the mm -hmm. times when I'm reading the word and God comes alive and I'm a, he's speaking to me through his word. And it's just so such an intimate moment. But I think the importance of showing up every day yes. to meet with him, no matter if you hear these great revelations and you feel it or you don't, it's like mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. Not every day is sunshine and butterflies, but you keep showing up. Mm -hmm. and, and through that, a relationship builds. Right. You can learn to know each other's voice yes. and communicate. And, and two, when you read the word in the morning, you may not, it may not be that inspirational at the moment, but when something hits you at two o'clock in the afternoon, that word boom, comes back up in you and you're like, oh yeah, that's when I read that this morning. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, you navigate. Discipline. 
I love um, the talk of reading the Word, and I love the Word of God. And um, but it's interesting. One of the I, I heard from just an incredible man of God one time. He's like, if I have ten minutes to pray, I'll spend eight of those ten minutes in worship. And I think one of the disciplines as a Christian is worshiping every day, like through whatever you're going through. And it just takes your eyes off of whatever it is you're going through and puts it on him. And it's really a discipline outside of reading the word of God, obviously, but a discipline in my life that I have every day that I'm going to put worship music on and I'm going to worship him and I'm going to thank God for everything that's in my life. So then I can put my eyes on him and take it off of the circumstances around. And in those moments, that's when he brings the peace. Right. That when, that's when he brings the answers or the solutions is in those moments of worship. It's like a heart alignment. Yes, so good. It's, it's like living your life in a cycle of surrender and then worship. You know, mm -hmm. so surrender brings me to worship and then worship brings me to surrender. Mm -hmm. And so living my whole, my whole day is a conversation with him and that's mm -hmm. the cycle mm -hmm. well i find those disciplines even help us even in the in life and some things what people would would need to work on in practice i know when i discipline my time in the morning for devotion and prayer i also discipline my day yes mm -hmm. i mean my time is more disciplined mm -hmm. you know i think about other areas of my life mm -hmm. because that set that bar of him first yes mm -hmm. and when you set the bar of him first then then you start it's a reminder of the the order of in yes. your life it puts mm -hmm. order in your life yes. yeah. so it's not just it's not just the spiritual aspect of your life right. mm -hmm. you know yes. it's it's a lot of other things in our life so there's a power in systematic discipline or system mm -hmm. living in from a place of systematic disciplines and and doing the right thing and going to church i mean there's mm -hmm. yes. we've all missed church i mean we've all missed <laughs> going to the house of the lord right. we've all missed mm -hmm. community and coming together and right. speaking into the other one's life and I, I think i think one of the biggest parts that we've learned right now about church is the community yes. how powerful mm -hmm. community is yeah you know when you when it's feel like it's just torn away from you and, and then you miss that, you miss that mm -hmm. community. And I told someone yesterday, I said, every one of us is gonna have community somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have community. Mm -hmm. right. you, that's just because we're created to have that. Right. So the discipline of going to church, the discipline of prayer, the discipline of your word, all of those things are powerful, but they also can be dangerous. And this is why they can be dangerous because we can get in the, the routine of head knowledge of God and doing the right thing mm -hmm. and miss out on the voice of God. Yeah. So good. And miss out on the voice of God. So we get in systematic Christianity without relational Christianity. Checkbox. Check in the Check box. box. Yeah. Yeah. And the only time we hear the voice of God is on a Sunday morning or in a Bible study or or, or even sometimes the, we can hear the voice of God in the morning in our discipline and then get so busy during the day that we're in the middle of the situation and we forget to up, stop, pause, wait, tune back into what God was speaking. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, I think as powerful as the discipline is and powerful as the systematic thing is, I think I heard a message years ago about missing God by 18 inches, talking about having God in your head but not having God in your right. heart. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I think it's, let's, let's just talk about the heart matter of relationship <laughs> with God. And mm -hmm. I remember that passage of scripture says, pray without ceasing. And that was always a puzzling scripture to me. And then I, 
years and years and years ago in my early years of ministry i asked i asked one of my mentors i said I, you know scripture pray without ceasing is so hard he says not really that hard because we bring God into every avenue of our life. So conversations that we have with people mm -hmm. and everything in our life is prayer. It's communication with God. So, mm -hmm. so what is prayer in your life when you talk about hearing the voice of God? Is it a dialogue or is it a monologue? Hmm. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about mm -hmm. for just a minute. So let's move from the discipline of Christianity to the heartfelt mm -hmm. of having a relationship with God and share some of your experiences, having an encounter with Him. How does it feel? And I think that's so important to have encounters with God. Not Absolutely. a encounter with God, yeah. Multiple. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. always have an encounter yeah. with God. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that for a minute. Cool. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so it's interesting because I was reading a book about the first church this week, and in there it had an it just brought it to mind because I didn't, I never really thought about it. They didn't have the word of God. They didn't have the breathed on by Holy Spirit word of God. This right. is so, it, it was a new thing for the first church, but what they did have was community and they totally went about their day in joy and rejoicing with one another and joy in the streets and speaking of God. But the thing that they went to the temple for was to sit at the apostles' feet and listen to the stories about Jesus. Yes. And I think about that same scripture of Mary and Martha. And Martha is in the kitchen and doing, you know, the, the, the things that really she should have been doing. They right. have to eat, you right. know. And but Mary was at the feet of Jesus. And it goes back to that one thing. He's like, but the one thing Mary's doing is sitting at my feet. And to get rid of all the distractions, you know, and really just sit and tune in to him and sit at his feet and listen to that dialogue. I think when I heard that it was a dialogue and not a monologue, it totally changed the way that I prayed. Yes. Now my prayer is, God, what's on your heart? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that no agenda praying that we've talked about so many times of, God, I just want to sit at your feet and I want to hear what's on your heart. And then after he tells me what's on his heart, then I can tell him what's on my heart. And most of the time, the things that I came in for prayer for, it's all gone. He's like already taken care of it because I actually sat and asked what was on his heart. Yes. That's so good. That's so good. Oftentimes I think the teacher in me thinks about that the morning time is when the teacher is teaching me the lesson of the day and the rest of the day is spent me doing the practice problems. So, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so oftentimes I have to go back and say, oh, wait a minute, I'm in the middle of a problem. I forgot how to solve this. And so remind mm -hmm. me of my time with you this morning. I think it's Wigglesworth that said, I rarely spend 15 minutes in prayer, but I often never go 15 minutes without prayer. So without, throughout the day, it's mm -hmm. as simple as thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, walking in thanksgiving, it just brings his presence into the situation. So when, when we're talking about prayer, worship, and then the scripture says uh, very clearly, it says don't just be a hearer of the word, but also be mm -hmm. a doer of the word. Right. So there's mm -hmm. all of these things that are so necessary for practical application. And I, I, don't, I don't mean to despiritualize, but I want to put in, put in truth what is practical. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we can, I think about, well, I've talked this week on love in my coffee talks, and I go back to Corinthians 13, it says, though we speak with tongues of men and angels, and we have the gift of prophecy, and we give our body to be burned as a martyr, and we sell all we have to give to the poor, we can do all of that mm-hmm. and miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's talking about love, which we need a baptism of love in our nation. But I, I even pulled that scripture out thinking, what about, what about the, just the practical application of the supernatural? Mm-hmm. And I look back at Jesus' life and every miracle he did had a practical yes. application. Hmm. Yes. You know, if he turned the water into wine, it's because they were out of wine. Right. It wasn't because he wanted to pull a rabbit out of the hat and show everybody that he was Jesus. That wasn't his introduction to miracles for no reason. Everything he did had a practical need of application. So if we're going to walk like Jesus, what is the practical that we need to do in the supernatural? So when I'm hearing the voice of God, then what is the practical things that God's speaking into my life? Like, for instance, as a father, it's my responsibility to take care of my family. That's spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I need the voice of God and the discerning of the Holy Spirit to know how to do that well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I don't have that, guess what? I don't do it well. Mm-hmm. That's a practical application. So when God's speaking to me, then I'm fulfilling in these practical ways. Is there any of that that you could put, you know, that you want to speak about? It's like, what's the practical ways? Um, I just think of the scripture where it says, the word kills, but the spirit brings life. And so if you ever try to do this life without the, without the author, you know, yeah, you can read the Word of God, right. but without the author revealing it to you throughout the day, like you're saying, like, now I get the practice problems right. <laughs> throughout right. the day. Um, yeah, it's, it only brings death. It only kills, you know? And so, but what we're trying to do is bring life. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ricky? I, I keep thinking of the scripture when you let those who are led by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or the sons, or the of, sons, God. sons of, God. of God. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it's being led. Mm-hmm. You don't just get that in morning devotional, it's being led throughout the day. And I can think in the, in the business world, it's, when I'm led by God, things go pretty good. Yes. But when I start being led by Ricky, mm-hmm. yes. I end up in a. <laughs> And a little bit of Jesus help me clean up the mess. <laughs> yeah. Forgive me. <laughs> so you go. You said you use the Bible gut feeling. Sometimes mm-hmm. we call it our gut feeling, but it's, it's Holy Spirit speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And what's what's unique about that is is because sometimes we put so much emphasis on the baptism of the Holy Ghost when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Rico. But as a child, before I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit was speaking to me. So from a young life god begins to set your destiny and story after story that we could tell today of god speaking to us when we were little children i remember rachel you telling stories about preaching when you were a little little girl you know in a a place where women didn't get to preach so so i mean that lets you know that the holy spirit says it's okay for women to preach there you go training you up but, but it's uh, you know, the stories like that, I remember as that little small voice of God speaking mm-hmm. to us and mm-hmm. saying, you know, what, what, what is it that God's saying? So I'm mm-hmm. taking you into your destiny. But then as we get older, the problem is, is we, we forget to 
that God is easy to discover and he's easy to find. And we get bogged down with the systematic, ritualistic, religious duties mm-hmm. and miss God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We miss the destiny that he has for us. I think he wants us to trust in him, not trust in our devotional, not trust in our worship, mm-hmm. but he wants us to trust in him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. I know. In our, uh, we're going to be talking about next week, talking about the Word of God, and we're going to get into this more. But, but the Word of God, and I don't want to minimize it again. But the Word of God, if it's just reading it, is just literature. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't. If it doesn't come alive in your day to life, it's just yes. literature. You yes. might as well read the comic book. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But when it's alive and it's in your heart and it's powerful, then we move out of that systematic Christianity. And the one thing I want to say, too, is that I've mentioned this many, many times during this season that, you know, Daniel didn't wait till he was in a crisis to pray. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not wait till they were in a fiery furnace to cry out for the knowledge of God. Paul didn't wait till he was in prison to pray. You go through these, these people in Scripture, these heroes of ours, they, Abraham, I love the fact, I love Abraham. You know, he was able to negotiate with God because he had a relationship mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. You know? So true. And, uh, and so we, we look at these different characters in Scripture, and if you want to have a negotiation with God, you better have a relationship with God. Right. And when I say negotiation with God, I, I want you to understand what I'm saying, that there are times that we pray for the sun to stand still, and God can honor that. Right. Because we have the relationship. We're a friend of God. We're a friend of God. Mm-hmm. And so he wants us to walk in that friendship Mm -hmm. and move out of that systematic religious just going and doing the thing. And then when crisis hits our life, Mm -hmm. then we develop this panic attack over trying to find God and discover God. Mm -hmm. Discover God. So uh, I want to read this passage of Scripture so we can can bring this first session to a close. But in uh, Acts... And I'm going to skip through some of this. Maybe not. The true God is the creator of all things, and he is the owner of the Lord of the heavenly realm and the earthly realm. (laughs) That's so good. And he doesn't live in man-made temples. He doesn't live at church. He lives in Rachel and Ricky and Michelle and I and those that are listening. This is where God lives. And boy, have we figured that out over the last few months. I mean, God's not living in a location. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm not anti-church. I can't. I'm, I can't wait till we can right. gather again. You know, as we're working on the church and getting it ready and prepared, I'm thinking for the day we can gather again. But let's don't put God in that box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't live in those. He supplies life and breath and all things and every living being. He doesn't like anything that we mortals could supply for him. For he has all things and everything he needs. He doesn't need us. <laughs> we need him. Right. Absolutely. Did you know that he don't need you? I mean, come on. But he chooses us. Right. And he chooses us to be the voice of him on the earth. Mm-hmm. But but we got to realize that like he could do it without us. But he chooses us. And that makes me even more excited. Um, and from one man, Adam, he made every man and woman in every race of humanity. And he spread us all over the earth. That's another great point we need to speak about right now. We're one human race. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yes. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. All this division and all of this chaos and all of the problems going on today, because we have forgotten that we're all children of the Lord. Yes. And I was speaking yesterday, 
about love. You know, it said it'd be better that you tie a millstone around your neck and be cast in the ocean than to, than to hurt one of my little ones. I wonder how God's heart hurts over our actions and how we respond. Mm -hmm. And are we just going to systematic church and then outside of church, we're being carnal yeah. and not loving and not caring and not sharing and not having the heart of the Father? That's a whole other subject. <laughs> um, and he spreads us all over the earth. And he set the boundaries of people and nations determining their appointed times in history. I was chosen, you were chosen for this time. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the moment that we're living in. This is our time. And he has done this so that every person would long for God yes. and feel their way to him and find him. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling after him. I'm going <laughs> after God. I'm searching after him. Mm -hmm. For he is a God who is easy to discover. Yes. I love that. I love yeah. that. And I just want to say today that God is easy to discover. Mm -hmm. And over the next few weeks, I want you in your homes or with your groups, and, and we're excited about those that are meeting together on Sundays, but I want us to take the time in our personal life to say, God, you're easy to discover. Your word tells me that you're easy to discover. So I am looking for you, God. I'm seeking for you. The scripture tells us in many passages of scripture, I, we could go scripture after scripture today, that, that God is easy to discover and that if those who seek him will find him. Yes. And if we seek the Lord, we're going to find the Lord. The scripture tells us, knock and the door shall be opened. Mm -hmm. God's not locked the door and shut the door off. And he's not said, well, you know what? I, you know, I'm just going to be bold here just for a moment. The idea that God predestined only a few people to know him it's such a bad theology. Yes. He died for all oh, men. He all. died for every person. Yes. And for those who will seek him, and he'll open the door, and he'll invite them in to an intimate place to know him. Yes. And there he will, he will live with them, and he will abide in them, because we are the temple of God. We are the holy place. And so I, I think it's so important today that we turn off the noise and learn how to tune in to God's voice and the, and, and the frequency. And I know the day we don't use this type of transistor radio. We use a digital, a digital radio that, that we can push a button and just find the channels for us. As a matter of fact, it finds them so quick that you got to be fast to push the button before it goes <laughs> to the next one. And I think that's another thing. we got to stop and pause and not be in a hurry so that we can tune in to the voice of the Lord. Good. So good. Tune into the voice of the Lord and hear his voice. So today, I, I, as we close out, I, I want Michelle to pray us out today. And I want her to pray for you and uh, pray for us as we seek after the face of the Lord and hear his voice and become real familiar uh, with the voice of the Lord. Yeah. So, Father God, we just thank yes, you this Lord. morning, God, for every single person watching we just pray right now that everyone watching this will have an encounter with you yes, and that they begin to turn in and tune into 
the, to only your voice. Let your voice be the loudest voice in the room. Yes, Teach us to hone in so clearly on only your voice, God, where every other voice goes by the wayside. That yes. It just becomes just, just silence because we hear you so clearly. Lord, I just pray, God, as we move into just knowing you better and hearing your heart more, God, that you just begin just to work on us. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we just pray your love over every single person. We pray just a persistence of finding your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for being with us today and right there in your living room. Would you take a minute just to pray for those around you and pray for yourself? And let's set our households and our, our families in a, in a good position to hear from God in this season that we need him most. Have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.